Yeah, I got a D-Stacks beat. Listen to the beat, y'all. Come on, D-Stacks. Bring it in. This is Latavia here, and I'm back with another installment of I'm Sick and Tired of Being Sick and Tired. All right, let's roll! So I am so sick and tired of being sick and tired of employment opportunities being scarce or difficult for individuals in the ably different community. When is that going to change? We want to work, but there is always three obstacles in front of us. So buckle up and get ready because I am going to tell you all about them. Buckle, buckle up, up and, and get, get ready. ready.
The first hurdle is when we go on an interview and they don't hire us even when we have the credentials because you can see on their faces they're thinking we will be a liability. Now I know some of y'all may be thinking but the ADA protects us against discrimination based on our disability and it does but let's be honest it has to be explicitly stated like we are not going to hire you because we can't accommodate your needs at this place of employment. But nine times out of ten that's not what we get it's implicit. You walk into the interview and you get the looks, the shock look. And you can just feel you won't get the job because of your disability. And they say, we appreciate you and we will give you a call back, but you never get one. Now tell me, how are we supposed to make a case for discrimination with that? I remember one day when I was going down for an interview and my mom drove me to the interview, we were sitting waiting for the interviewer to come out and she said Latavia and she looked straight at my mom, I guess because she was expecting my mom to be the interviewee. But when I decided to roll up and go into the office, she had a shocked look on her face. That's some of the things that we face all the time and enough is enough. The second hurdle is the fear of losing the SSI or Social Security income check. And for most ably different people, it's not so much about losing the money as it is losing the security that it provides us with because it provides us with a lot of security. But when we start working, that Social Security income goes away because they start cutting the check. Because at least in New York State, you can only make $1,767 a month. Yes, that's right. You heard me. $1,767 a month. If you make over that, which you will, especially if you work full time, at the minimum wage, which is $15 an hour, they will cut you off. But that's not the only thing that gets cut off. The Medicaid does too. And we need the Medicaid to pay for our medical needs and medical equipment. Now, some of you may say, well, you can apply for Medicaid separately. And you're right again. We can. But the amount we can't make over for Medicaid is $934 a month. Yes, let me say that again for you. $934 a month. So at this point, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't because our employment income may not be steady because when we don't feel well we can't go to work or if our chair breaks down we are forced to stay home and some of us live on our own so we have bills to pay like rent and a light bill so we are forced to quit because we rather have a steady source of income and medical needs versus a paycheck that may fluctuate due to our conditions So I think what the government should do for people who are ably different and receiving an SSI check, I think they should put us on a 90-day probationary period, just like they would do if we started a new job. They put us on a 90-day probationary period. And after the 90-day probationary period, if we're still on the job, then slowly decrease the amount of the check. But leave us on Medicaid because some jobs don't give us medical insurance. And we need Medicaid to make sure that our medical equipment, which the most important one is our wheelchair so that we can get to and from work, is in tip-top shape. So they should definitely leave us on Medicaid. Which leads me to my third hurdle. When you finally do get a job, sometimes the place may not have the accommodations you need to even work there, which is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, most of the time, these accommodations are not difficult at all. 
It's an accessible restroom and sometimes a desk for you to sit at. So it's not complicated. I say an accessible restroom because sometimes there isn't one. Sometimes you can't even get in the bathroom or you can't even move to turn around in the restroom. And sometimes you need a desk to sit at because they don't have desks that are high enough for you to be able to sit at while sitting in your wheelchair. So these are simple accommodations. And sometimes, even when you are on a job or when you're going for a job, you have to be very strategic about where you decide to work and in what capacity you decide to work. So for example, I decided to become an independent contractor, not really by choice, but by necessity, because it gives me the flexibility I need to work and take care of my medical needs. Because if I was on a regular nine to five at a facility, if I needed to take off, I have to request it, they have to grant it, and then I could take off. That is not feasible, especially if my wheelchair breaks down. That happens sporadically. So being an independent contractor SLP allows me to take off when I need to. So basically, I'm my own boss and I can decide that for myself. Then sometimes you have to be apprehensive about furthering your career and applying for a new job. Because let's say you get the new job, you have to advocate for accommodations in addition to making sure you are performing your job responsibilities to the best of your ability which is a headache. Sometimes you're just like, it's not worth the aggravation and you want to scream and cry because you're like, why is everything so easy for our able-bodied counterparts and not for us? Why do we always have to think of extraneous factors just to do what they do? It's not fair and it needs to change now. I'm not entirely sure of how to change it. Maybe we should start with government mandating that things be in place for people who are ably different to work at different places of employment. Or maybe it's just going to take the able-bodied community not seeing us as a liability, but as an asset. And when is that going to change? I don't know. Maybe it's when they see more of us in the workforce. That's why we have to keep going. We have to keep fighting and we have to keep fighting to be seen and heard. Working is something that we all want to do, right? But it is very hard for people who are ably different. We have to think of so many different things. So things definitely do need to change and it is very, very aggravating. And everyone who is out here listening who is ably different, if you are trying to find the job, if you're in the process of interviewing, please don't give up. Please don't get discouraged. Continue to do so. They need to see more of us out here being productive members of society and just out there in the workforce so please keep going i'm telling you if it happened for me it will happen for you we just got to keep fighting to be seen and to be heard so on that note i would like to leave you guys with a quote so it is time for the quote of the episode you got a d-stack
The quote is by Martin Luther King Jr. If you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. And that so much embodies this episode, right? Because we are going to face so many challenges, not just in the workforce, but just in life in general, just because we have disabilities and just because, you know, sometimes it can be difficult for us. But we have to keep pushing forward through all of that so that we can be seen and heard. And eventually, if we keep persevering, if we keep pushing to be seen and heard, we will finally get to the finish line and be seen and heard and people will take us seriously people will know we are a part of society and we are out here doing our thing just as much as they are you got a d-stack speed Thank you guys so much for joining me today. I so appreciate you sharing, subscribing, and running my numbers up. You guys are awesome. I do have a Patreon account if you would like to donate to Queens on the Road podcast. I will put the link in the comments in my YouTube channel, my Instagram, my Facebook page, and my TikTok. I would greatly appreciate your support. I love you guys so, so much. Thank you again. You guys are awesome. If you have any questions for me, you can reach me at queensontheroad.podcast at gmail.com. Again, my email is queensontheroad.podcast at gmail.com. You guys are awesome. Thank you again so, so, so much. And we are rolling out. See you guys next week. Bye.